0: We ain't cool. We're feeling sad. We got awkward in the back. Kyle and Zach, all night long. Awkwardly normal. It's coming on. Ooh, right now.
1: Sweet. Cool. We're in in the kitchen today. Yeah. It's exciting.
0: Disclaimer. Apologies if you hear the sound of birds during this podcast. There (laughs) are some birds in the next room and they make noise.
1: (laughs) Their names are Coconut. Blueberry and kiwi. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a special guest, Jude, welcome.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about what you do. Who's Jude?
2: Who is Jude? I ask myself that question every day. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I live here in Squamish. Grew up in Australia for about 20 years before taking the long way to Canada. So spent several years over in Europe and I've been here since 2019 Um, And yeah, anything else you want to know?
1: (laughs) And you said you've been to 60 countries?
2: I have an app that tells me. I'm embarrassed that I know the exact amount, but Uh, the app says 63.
1: That's pretty impressive, yeah. I've been to eight and I thought that was a lot.
2: That is a lot. It, eight.
1: it is. Yeah, yeah. Very fortunate. To... And then
0: on this podcast, we like to share awkward <laughs> stories. And you said you potentially have one from some of your travels.
2: I sure do. Yes. I have one that somehow is probably not suitable for children to listen to, but at the same time is completely innocent.
1: You're right. So Sounds like the perfect story. Protect your
2: children's ears now. Disclaimer. Um, yeah. So there was one time... I worked for this company that worked with the youth category so 18 to 39 year olds and I'd say the average age was about 20 and like Kyle and I are from the same area in Australia you can, you know what 20 year old Australians can be like if they're traveling Europe first time drinking it got pretty interesting
0: we like to send it oh yeah full
2: send <laughs> Uh, so we don't have was... this
0: reputation for nothing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. We definitely mark our territory around, around Europe on those tours. So it was those quick multi-country tours where it's like two nights Paris, two nights Switzerland, go, go, go. And to get the job, there's like, I want to say, six to nine months of unpaid study. And then oh, wow. you give up everything, like sell your car, break up with your boyfriend, move out of your apartment and go to Europe without a secure job. So you have to go through a two-month training process that's Mm -hmm. essentially like a two-month job interview. To give you some numbers to kind of describe how big of a deal this job was for me, there's about 2,500 people that apply for it every year, 40 people get invited on the training process, and nine people made it through in my year. So you have to really work for it. And it's like essentially it pans out with everything combined to be about a year of unpaid work just to get the job. So by the time I got my first tour, Crazy. I was in it. Like I did a shadow trip and finally got my first tour. And I was like, I just want them to love me. I want to get really good feedback. I want the company to know that like they did the right thing by choosing me. Um, So I was really eager to please. And I would stay up all night studying and then in the morning go and meet my passengers. Mm-hmm. So first day of my first trip comes along. I'm super nervous. Like I put so much into this. I get down to the lobby and I'm meeting my passengers and checking them in and there's this group of guys and they mention, oh, our friend Steve will be on your manifest, but he's not meeting us right now. He's going to meet us in about three days. He's off in Spain on this island having a good time and he'll meet us when we get down to the French Riviera. I was like, yeah, no problem. So we get going on the tour. Everything's going well. I'm trying to build rapport with these passengers. And then we get into the French Riviera and the guys tell me like, oh, Steve's here. You can come check him into the trip. So I head down in our hostel down to the lobby where I'm meeting Steve. And as soon as I walk into the lobby, I know which one is Steve. There's this like guy with a mullet. He's got a Hawaiian shirt that's unbuttoned. And he had a ping pong ball in his mouth. And he was making this competition (laughs) where he would like projectile it across the room and see how far he can get it. So I walk up to him like, oh, hey, Steve, I'm your trip leader. And he passes me this like saliva covered ping pong ball and was like, want to try? And that was my first interaction with him. Huh. So I immediately knew that I was in for a good time with Steve. <laughs> um, he's going to keep things interesting.
1: Where was Steve from?
2: He was from New Zealand. So okay. not an Aussie. God. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we can deflect there because it gets worse. Um, I'm talking to him. I'm like, oh, like, where were you? I heard you were somewhere in Spain. He was like, oh, yeah, it was on the island of Bukaki and i wanted to appear like i knew everything about europe like i wanted to win their trust and them to think like oh she's a great tour guide so i played along with it even though i'd never heard of this island of Bakaki. and i was like oh yeah i heard the weather's really good there that time this time of year like that's awesome and he was like yeah um and for anyone listening who isn't sure what pakaki means like i was Just not giggle it <laughs> yeah, Google it. It's essentially when a group of people love one person at the same time, yeah. usually on their face. R- so, really love them. Really yeah. love
1: them so much. Yeah,
2: so I had no idea what this meant, and he started referring to this island. I was like, yeah, cool, I want to I know everything about Europe, so I'm going along with it. Um, he thought that was hilarious, so he decided to call me Bakaki for the remainder of the trip. And I was like, oh, my God, my group love me. They have a nickname for me. And I asked him why he was calling me Bukaki. And he's like, oh, it's because of the island and you remind me of a Spanish queen. So I was like, oh, my God, first trip's going well. They like me and they think I'm hot, like sick. So I'm playing along with it. I'm getting on the microphone every morning, like, good morning, guys, Bukaki here. Um, We're doing like walking tours through Venice and they're all chanting "Bucaki, Bukaki. And I'm at the front like, woo, that's me um oh, this went oh on God. for
1: <laughs>
0: when, when did the penny drop
2: <laughs> yeah it went on for about two to three weeks Whoa. Whoa. and the way it dropped um we were in rome on our walking tour we got to the pantheon i gave them like 30 minutes to go and explore and i bumped into another tour guide who had been with the company for like four or five years mm-hmm. and he's like oh dude how's it all going i'm like sick they have this nickname for me they like me it's going great and at the same time, one of my passengers came up and was like, hey, Bukaki, what time were we meeting back again? And this other tour guide's face just changed to like this look of horror. Like,
0: what I'm, have you guys been doing on I this know, tour? I'm
2: like 4.30. <laughs> and he was like, oh, sweetie, no. And he told me the real meaning of Bukaki. <laughs> oh. But it was too late because every trip that we do, we got custom tour shirts made where they, passengers could design mm-hmm. a certain design. On this trip, I'd been skydiving. So the design they chose was a sunscreen bottle saying Bukaki SBF 20 or whatever this big white wave of sunscreen coming out of the bottle <laughs> oh, oh, no. and then me jumping into it with a parachute on Fakaki! yeah so i still have the shirt it's still immortalized so that was when i was, when I was so awkwardly innocent that i allowed myself to be named after porn for a few weeks i can't believe and... there was
1: like one pure soul that just went and took you aside <laughs> Excuse me, Jude. Um, have you seen this? this have a little look at this. Yeah, this is actually my favorite video. Um,
2: I thought I was a Spanish queen. Oh.
1: Well, thank you for I exposing know. that to the, the, the fifth, world. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the 16 fans and our moms That means a lot.
2: Your mom can call me Pococky anytime. <laughs> You know what I did recently, yeah. last week? I bought a steam cleaner and my life has changed.
0: Whoa. Yeah. Uh, for those out there like me, what's a steam cleaner? <laughs>
2: it's just this little device by like the vacuum company Bizzle mm-hmm. and it deep cleans everything. So it shoots out steam and get in all the nook and crannies and it sanitizes. So like, get rid of those molecules I was going through something. I don't know what happened, but I spent like two <laughs> Everything days. Everything must be
1: clean. I canceled
2: my plans. I was steam cleaning the windows, the counters, getting in like the little like nook of the oven. It was it was a great time. Nice. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Best purchase of my life.
0: Midlife crisis. Get a steam
2: cleaner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We went through it together.
1: We should do an ad about steam cleaners. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. If you ever want to borrow it, it's great.
1: Maybe actually. Yeah. We like bidets on this podcast. <laughs> I, I don't know why it transitioned there, but
2: I had my I first know. bidet experience about a month ago.
1: <gasps> no way! Even yeah. traveling Europe with, steam, I'm going it. <laughs> with a steam cleaner. I went to
2: Japan with It's got this different attachment. Um, Cleans no, it was, everything. It actually, at the <laughs> it restaurant, has a steam cleaner it. attachment. <laughs> everything right um there was a (laughs) restaurant in whistler we went to a fancy restaurant because they had like one of those shoulder season Mm -hmm. deals Mm -hmm. and when i was in japan or other countries i was always a bit nervous about the buttons didn't know what which one did what what's gonna happen yeah uh so we're at this restaurant and one by one would go use the washroom and we're timing how long everyone took (laughs) like they definitely used the bidet um and yeah i went for it and it was okay it was all right I'm sure there were some settings I didn't understand. Mm. It was a bit cold, to be honest. Yeah,
1: uh, you, you want like a, war- yeah, you a want warm... You want a warm stream yeah. for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, this one was a bit colder than expected.
0: Especially in winter, that's the last thing you want. It's yeah, like cold water shooting
1: up your ass. Mm, that's like one of the only warm <laughs> parts of your body. <laughs> <at that
2: time>. <laughs> 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 Gotta keep the warmth in. Yeah. Well,
1: my, my saying for bidets is, Jude, if you got poop on your hand, would you just wipe it with paper towel?
2: I've heard that. I've heard, mm. Are you guys scrunches or folders?
0: Folders,
1: yeah, folder usually, maybe, but sometimes like the fold is a scrunch. I don't, I don't.
2: I, oh, you're a hybrid. I'm a hybrid.
1: Are you a scruncher or a folder? I am
2: a solid scruncher. Uh, really? I have a time to fold. <laughs> what you know, it's who just else folds quick. their toilet paper, stereo killers. <laughs> like...
1: Yeah, well, that makes sense. No, <laughs> that's so funny. I feel like I'm a quick, like, like it's like a because I like to now that I'm I like to pretend I'm an environmentalist. I like mm-hmm. only to use like a couple at a time because I, oh, I think when I was a kid, I would just overuse toilet paper and my mom would like be pissed. She'd be like, Zach, you're using too much. I like, I remember her saying this, but that's what scrunches do.
0: You just yeah. like scrunch it all up, you don't know like how much you've got, you don't even know if your finger's gonna go through. Like,
1: come on. <laughs>
2: You need a a bidet I do Alright you've sold me Sponsored by Steam cleaners and bidets But yeah
1: There was an argument In high school I remember There was like This big thing Like do you wipe Sitting down Or standing up
0: Oh my god I got a story About that actually Yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) I don't know We're like 15 16 At that age Where boys are a bit silly And for some reason We thought it'd be funny To like bust in the door When my mate was in there (laughs) You know going number twos Mm -hmm. And we all bust in (laughs) And the dudes are just like sitting there wiping, and one guy points and goes, "He wipes while sitting down." I'm like, we all turn to him and go, "What do you do?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he just like added himself. <laughs> That's so funny. I remember being a big thing in, in yeah. like maybe early high school. There was like this debate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you guys wipe sitting or standing? No. Oh, I'm know. a
2: sitter. Yeah. For sure. Totally.
1: Well, you, you just like you can like do the lean, like 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 if you need more space. But yeah, sitting yeah. always. Yeah standing i feel like you'd stand sorry you'd like stand up and then like now what your butt kind of squeezes together i feel like it would squeeze it would squeeze around you really would need a steam cleaner at that point (laughs)
0: yeah and like the
1: bidet that probably
0: doesn't shoot that far Mm.
1: well bidets are very versatile kyle you can with a bidet you're like you you just kind of like belly dance on the seat if you really want to get i just do it for fun let's let's say you do
0: stand up then then what like the water shoots contact with the bum but you're standing so now it's going everywhere yeah. now there's poo water all over your bathroom don't recommend oh,
2: stand. so many molecules <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> gotta throw out all of those clothes okay so sit when you use a bidet do whatever you want with toilet paper <laughs> you're, we're independent people
2: <laughs> i don't trust folders I'm just gonna throw that out there <laughs> <laughs> who has the time
1: are you getting pretty efficient like i think 'Cause for me, it's like a pull, then I almost like pull with my right. Depends on the side. So if if the toilet paper is to the left, I'll like pull with my right and then just like fold over the left, pinch, already folded. Yeah. Like ready.
2: Pre folded. Pre folded. Like, okay, I'm gonna try it. to slow it to scrunch. No, you're like chaos. <laughs> I mean but I like how there's very one one one
1: move. One from the from the holder to the bum
2: people are very particular about their bathroom habits so like there's that debate about the toilet paper and if you have it like with the
1: loose bit going under
2: or over yeah Ah. yeah so there's like sitting standing Mm. scrunch or fold under over and i feel like if you're on one team you're on that team like Mm. there's no there's no wishy-washy yeah you can get into some heated debates
0: I don't even have the toilet paper on the roll most of the time. I just like... You
2: just let it loose? Yeah. It's just
1: on the counter usually for me. I'm
2: sorry, Kyle. Countable. We are not vibing with these bathroom hats. We are opposite. You, know you are unhinged. You know
0: what? We don't have to ever go to the bathroom together if you don't want. We can we can keep it separate. I think that's all right with me. The first time I went into a, a place in Europe where it had like the bidet right next to the toilet, I always thought there were two toilets. And I was like, who's pooping at the same time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can hold
2: hands (laughs) ready
1: (laughs) last weekend kind of sad we well we have a dog named jack at home and he came long story short there was like this woman who had a company with like movie animals like she had wolves and bears and dogs and cats and like every coyotes and like every animal you can imagine for movies and then long story short she went bankrupt This is all kind of happening, and we didn't know it was happening. And then she had to give up all of her animals, all of her dogs and cats, like, really quick because of some financial issues. So we went to the place, and then I remember, like, we had, like, eight dogs in the back of my car. It was super cute. And then one was Jack. He was in Marley and Me too, actually. So he was one of the Marley and Me puppies, which is really sweet. So now he's just, like, 14 and at our house, and he's so cute. He's so old, and he, like, has a limp. And my stepdad also has a limp. So they just like walk around the property together. Oh it's, it's so cute. Yeah. Um, but there was also this other little uh, Frenchie called Gus. And he was crazy and he had some leg problems. And this was like last summer, like about a year ago. And he was super old too, like 14, 13, 14 as well. So, but Gus had like a big tumor the past few months and it really grew. So we had to put him down last weekend, oh. which is okay. He was super old, lived an awesome life. in the last year he was with my brother and his partner Uh, So they gave him like an awesome life. Um, But it reminded me, so we dug, we buried Gus in the same place where we buried our like family dog, Montana. And Montana was a pug. (coughs) Woo Coughing. Oh man, what's going on? (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, So, so we, so this is a funny, Montana story is like funny. So yeah, so Gus is buried now. Rest in peace. I think apparently he was in the movie with Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. I think it's called Due Date.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so apparently in the family.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so you just of, have
0: all these celebrity dogs roaming around. Apparently,
1: yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. So Do you want River? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring her over. We'll get her in a movie. She can she can pay for some of the yeah, yeah. some of her daddy's wants and needs, maybe. He's expensive. <laughs> um So, sugar puppy. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's
0: what I need in my life a, a sugar,
2: sugar puppy.
1: Who needs a sugar mama when you can get a sugar puppy? That's funny. <laughs> oh. Uh, so uh, so family dog Montana she was super old as well uh, I was living in Whistler at the time and I knew she was sick and getting old this is a few years ago so she passed away like during the week and it was in the winter so it was when it was super cold like uh, outside like the, the two weeks that in Squamish and in Vancouver it's like negative 10 mm-hmm. um, so I was working in West and I'm like okay I'll come home like in a in two days and the mom's like no no worries we'll just put Montana in a box like outside and it's cold and she won't rot and no one will get her Uh, So then I came home the next day, and then or no, two days later, and then she was in a box, and she was outside, so she was frozen, so she didn't stink or anything, and then my brother and my sister were there, and this was like our family dog that we had forever, so my sister was like pretty emotional, and my mom, and I feel like I felt the need because I'm the oldest, I was like okay, I'm gonna be tough, and and I had a couple days to process, so I wasn't like like bawling in the moment, um, so I remember like I went and I dug the hole. And it was really hard because it was like, it was cold outside. Mm -hmm. So the first like few inches were icy. Um, But that's besides the point. And then we like went back to the house and we brought her over to the property, like where we dug the hole. And then she was, she was in a shoebox. And then I kind of like looked and she was like frozen, like frozen solid. And her arms were straight and her eyes were open. It was so funny. So I I remember I tried to like close her eyes and I couldn't because they were frozen open. Uh. But it's okay. I mean, her like, I guess d- depending on like what you believe her soul was like moved on and it was just her physical body that was there mm. Um, so we went to bury her and then so it was very somber So then we kind of like we're all my mom was holding her like this Uh in her hands we were standing over the hole and then my mom We all said some words like cute words and then say good said her goodbye So my mom went to put her down into the hole then the lid opened and then montana fell out of the box like oh, miss <laughs> <laughs> the hole, but it was from a movie because she was frozen. She was like ping ping ping, uh, and her oh <laughs> my god! And then my sister was just like yelped in horror. Then my brother, you could just, and oh. so I I remember I just kind of like pushed her into the hole, and but it was it was so funny. It was like the perfect way for her. It was like her spirit or her soul was like trying to like because it made me laugh instantly. Yeah. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> my sister didn't and yeah. uh,
2: well sometimes it's nice in those really difficult moments to have something to like diffuse and it's like yeah. okay our, our pet was is meant to be a nice moment she's she's bouncing yeah, <laughs> she's, she's bouncing bouncy. into the ground yeah, yeah.
1: She, that was the perfect way cuz she was such a derpy dog like so classic pug like would run into things but always fall she was super fat not even <laughs> overweight she was like she was like an obese pug <laughs> yeah. So that, that was the montana story it's pretty funny thanks for sharing
0: <laughs> that's good I think laughter is the best medicine in some of those situations i think so
1: yeah because yeah, it can be yeah like it's so I think I have like a really like horrible humor because I made another joke and I don't know if I should share this but definitely well because it, it was again like and we love jack so much like he is just old and he's just like such a gentle soul and he just wants to be pet and mm-hmm. sleep like he's like this really old you see him and you'd be like Oh, you'd feel sorry for him because he's so old like he gets up and he has to like used momentum and then he like wanders over and he just goes to the pond and then comes back and just sleeps all day and then when the vet was there jack was just laying kind of like laying down and we were like jack do you want to like come say goodbye to gus because they like grew up together then he kind of like looked up like this then just went oh, and then just like kind of <laughs> farted and he always farts. <laughs> yeah but i remember when we were putting gus down i like made a joke to my mom i'm like yo mom like we could probably save some money, so you could just do Jack. Let's <laughs> see, <Yeah>, let's get <laughs> to
2: Two for one deal. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: But obviously not. Yeah. Oh, Kyle. I was two seconds away from learning how to do a male Kegel. I haven't figured it out yet. Have you? Yeah, that, that would be useful. My phone freaking died, so.
0: The power went out, and we were home all day, phones ran out of battery.
1: Why is my life so woeful? I need to check my socials. What if someone liked my
2: story?
1: And I only have 24 hours to see.
0: Without my daughter how will I input Strava? Will anybody even know I ran today?
1: What's the point of running?
0: I think I'm fucking going insane.
1: You already were.
0: I need my phone, I need my phone, I need my
1: phone. I need my phone, I need my phone, I need my phone. Need my phone, need my phone. Oh. Uh-huh. That was back. Sweet. Never mind. Keagle time.
0: today hmm? the check-in the check-in okay. uh so welcome to new listeners to this part of the show this is where we shift gear a little bit and we get a little vulnerable
2: so we go from pakaki and <laughs> dying pets to <laughs> mental health <laughs> exactly yeah feelings
0: nice. um and jude as a guest uh, would you like to start off and share some stuff that's going on or any doesn't have to be recently it can be anytime really
2: yeah no worries um yeah i <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah
0: well me and zach can go first if you want
2: uh yeah uh, yeah I'll, I'll hear how you guys approach it and kay. yeah go from there maybe okay thank you
0: um so i've started seeing someone new oh I know it's a therapist, <laughs> <laughs> but she asked loads of questions. She seems pretty
1: interested. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, for regular listeners, that was an awesome segue. That was <laughs> great. Great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even me, I was like, no, you're not, <laughs> like, I know everything about you. <laughs> um, no,
0: but uh, for regular listeners, you would know I did EMDR therapy and I'm going back tomorrow for a refresher. Mm. So I'm pretty stoked on that. Amazing! You're going yeah.
1: to Dr. Milstein again. Exactly. Yep. Sweet. He's awesome.
0: He's really good, mm-hmm. um, and he already like knows my background, so it'll be cool to uh, dig into that. But actually, EMDR, funnily enough, is for PTSD, or mm-hmm. well, and like depression, anxiety, and a bunch of other stuff. But
2: yeah, yeah. How did you find it?
0: I really liked it. Yeah. Um, so I find just like. I'm not sure if like regular therapy is the right word or cognitive therapy Mm -hmm. but just like the back and forth chatting to a complete stranger that I don't know really well I find it really difficult to open up and you know say what's going on yeah so with EMDR you have the light going back and forth you're not even looking at the person you're up in your own little world and it just makes it easier for things to come up so
2: I like that yeah Yeah. because I guess talk therapy can be a bit of a barrier if. You're not ready to, yeah, go there. Yeah. Yeah, something that my therapist often did that wasn't working for me, so I'm looking for a new therapist now, but there was a lot of, like, close your eyes and imagine and, like, body therapy, I guess I would summarize it by saying. And, um, yeah, a lot of, like, imagine this person and what your energy feels like with them. What color is it? What texture is it? And I was like, I, I can't I can't imagine <laughs> the texture of energy yeah. right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like what you're saying about it. You can...
0: Yeah. yeah and you start off going like what's ha- what's like this negative feeling that you have about yourself so you like you hold on to that and you like you say it in your mind a few times because obviously you're already saying that stuff anyway and then you picture an old memory from your childhood and then you just look at the light and then you don't even end up on that your mind goes somewhere else and you don't even realize these things could be connected and then every five minutes the um, psychologist is like what are you thinking about now and then just like write it down and then you just go back to the light so mm-hmm. yeah yeah find it really beneficial
2: how many sessions of it have you had
0: so i've done eight sessions this was like a year or two ago now yeah and then yeah i found my mental health drastically improved after those sessions got me out of like a really bad hole and then yeah and then it's been a little while so i kind of want to go back and do it again
2: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, that makes sense um how many sessions did it take for you to start noticing differences like was it immediate Uh, or no
0: no i think like after like the first four, I was like, I think I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> like, oh, yeah? yeah. And I was like, this is like, really expensive. I'm not sure if it's working. Then on like the fifth or sixth, like I was kind of getting like angry in there, like, this isn't working. And then by the seventh, I was like, Oh damn, something has just instantly <laughs> shifted. Okay, nice. But the guy called it out. He's like, it's going to be about like seven or eight. So he like, he knew, mm-hmm. and he'd been doing this kind of therapy for like 30 plus years. So he was very experienced. Hey, oh, nice. Yeah, he, he was doing it before. Actually, it was scientifically proven. So wow. Yeah, he's a bit of a hippie. This guy, I love him.
2: I love that. Yeah, he's yeah. got
0: like
1: a randomly long like, ponytail. I think he's got a ponytail. He's got like this big hoopy earring. <laughs> he's cool, <laughs> but also very professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah He's got <at> an office. <laughs> Come into my van, Kyle. <laughs> you want a lollipop? <laughs> he just has the li- the EMDR lights on his fingertips, <laughs> like the, like, the ravers. And I'm, no. I'm actually just a burning man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but he, he, yeah, because we went and we went and interviewed him. Mm-hmm. If, oh, wow. if, if anyone wants to listen to that interview, I think it's episode seven or
0: eight. Yeah. And then mm. last week I said, if anyone wants to hear what's going on in these sessions, I will. And people have reached out and said they do. Mm-hmm. So next week I'm going to share.
1: Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because you go tomorrow, right?
0: Tomorrow. That's it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How about you, Zach? How are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling pretty good. I, uh, s- stress is a thing that's happening in my life Mm -hmm. for sure. I have, a, am like, sometimes I like, like to isolate myself from people when, when I get stressed out because it's like, it's, I I, I think there's like multiple, I guess there's multiple reasons why you do this. I don't know. Like the, But like personally, I just like wouldn't want to, I know this sounds super stupid because when you like talk about it and you rationalize it, you know that like everyone in your life like really cares about you and loves you. And if anyone else was going through something, I would like encourage and like would be so happy to like listen to like either one of you or like help you in any way I could. But it's funny when it's yourself, you just want to like isolate yourself and like not ask for help. Mm. I find asking for help like fairly hard. It's something I'm working on it and I am like getting better at it like i asked you he, you should see that we'll show you the video later we'll, we'll put a link once it's up on the podcast cow's making me a, a cool promo video
0: bleeding for bees baby <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna get
1: weird it's super cool i get goosebumps every time i watch it's it it's
2: gonna get weird i like mm-hmm. that
1: um but but yes but i've been like super stressed and i mentioned this last week as well so i think the same thing but uh so i'm just in like this this like bucket of like craziness I feel and and I, I like yeah I have like, just kind of stopped texting
0: <laughs> the thing with Zach is he never responds to text and when I first met him it really annoyed me mm-hmm. and now I know him so well I was like oh he is reading them so I just keep texting <laughs>
1: yeah and I'm bad anyway and I'm sure even like with you I've probably
2: but I did it right back so we're, we're in we're in it together right, cool. <laughs> yeah like we're mutually uh... isolating ourselves yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, but even like sometimes even it'll get so bad like people will be like texting me like Zach like you haven't texted me back and like like are you okay and I'll still just like look at it and have it's like this weird and I know I should text them back like it happened with my housemate Anthony he was like I haven't heard from you in like five days man he's like <laughs> you live here and you haven't been here like what's up and he knows I'm probably at home but I don't know it's weird things like that but I, overall I've been like pretty good I, I feel like in these moments of stress in life in general you just have to like keep going because it can be super like hard to see the outcome especially like you can relate it to like the emdr therapy like things don't happen overnight like Mm -hmm. these like feelings don't there's no like one quick fix way and like in my scenario i think i just have to like keep working and then eventually like small things will happen uh uh, because when you have like any like obstacle to get over like mental or physical uh yeah I don't know good things take time and you have to work on yeah yeah I don't know do you
2: find it easier to make space for other people than yourselves and what I yourself and what I mean by that is like if I had a friend text me like Jude I'm struggling can you go get my groceries and clean my room I'd be like yes I'll make time for that yeah. but I can't do that shit for myself yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: definitely relate on that it's so yeah. easy to show up for other people in my life that I like I'm into and love and whatnot, and just take care of them. But when it's me, I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah, I don't
2: matter. I'll be yeah, fine. Whatever. I can eat
1: bread and mustard. Food's not important. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, my friend and I were talking about making a recipe book called Sad Girl Cooks, speaking about <laughs> oh, bread and mustard. Smart. And it's like, step one, put potato in oven. Step two, add cheese. Step three, consume while crying in shower. <laughs> like,
1: you, that not be the ice cream. Yeah, you, you should patent that fast. That's a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Do
2: not play this on. I'm drinking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll just beep it out. We'll beep all your ideas out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: very quickly copyright it before this goes to air. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah it's copyrighted, people. Um, but yeah, the, the food is another aspect as well. Mm-hmm. Like when you're when you're struggling, I don't I don't eat well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, actually, like. I like a few weeks ago now. I went into this weird like down where I was like did could couldn't eat for like a few days, and I was hmm. like, "This is weird."
2: Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah.
0: So I can relate to that for uh, sure.
1: Sometimes I'm like I'm maybe like, the opposite of you. Like I just will eat, but like too much. And I think when I was a kid, I like looked at not that I, I always like played lots of sports, so it never mattered. But I like at least as like an adult, I would like go to like junk food and like fast food and like things that weren't good for me, mm-hmm. just because maybe it's because like I know it's like like wrong and i guess sugar is addictive but like, i'll find i'll be like gluttonous almost sometimes and like yeah. those moments where i, I like do don't want to cook and i just yeah i'll eat like just yeah it gets weird <laughs> like i said that twice in 10 minutes but like like a like, yeah and it's, it's like a coping mechanism almost yeah. it's interesting how that happens
2: when i can't sleep i'm like should i go to mcdonald's <laughs> like, <laughs> 2 a.m last night i was frustrated because i just could not get to sleep and i was like I- you know what would make me feel better it's fries potato mm-hmm. it's about the potato yeah, i do love
0: you yeah, have the salty fries from
2: mcdonald's foods. yeah
0: <laughs> but bringing this back to mental health <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> what are you having for lunch can you
0: tell what we've been feeling recently it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been a jade how oh. you doing jude <laughs>
2: Well, I think it was Andrew Huberman posted something like, if you want to know how someone really is, ask them how they've been sleeping. (laughs) And yeah, I think that speaks volumes. Um, So yeah, like, what are you eating? How are you sleeping? Um, But yeah, to answer your question, I feel like I kind of have two stems of how I'm doing. One is like immediate and one is like a long-term thing I'm dealing with. So things that come up immediately, just being super burnt out at work. My job's pretty seasonal and it's kind of taking over my life right now. And I I changed jobs from being a tour guide to doing something full time in Squamish um, with the goal in mind to have more work-life balance. And that just hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. So that burnout's real. The sun's been shining. Everyone's getting out climbing and doing their sports. And um, it's kind of harder to connect with people when the weather's good too. So there's a bit of loneliness there as well. Mm. But overall, I'm good.
0: (laughs) And the longer term,
2: is longer you? term one um, is that I have been diagnosed with PTSD. So I was in a domestic violence relationship and that ended last year in June. So uh, some of my friends and I recently celebrated. It was June 4th and we all went to the river and played music all night. And I just told a few people and it kind of got around and I had like 40 or so people show up to just celebrate nice. like freedom mm-hmm. and friendship and community. And that was a really nice time. Um, And to summarize the last year there, like I feel like as soon as I got out of it, I went into this weird like, overdrive of everything is amazing. Like I was like, I've reached my annual quota of sadness. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to send (laughs) it.
1: I need to get one of
2: them. (laughs) Well, yeah, I spent mine early on and was just like, fuck that. I'm living life. I'm free. I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I was having the best time ever, except that didn't last long. (laughs) It lasted a few months. And I was like, Oh, I guess I have to deal with this now. So, um, I was in therapy the whole time I had six different therapists last year. Um, and then there was a period of like wild disassociation where I'd be, I was working as a tour guide and I'd be like on the microphone talking about the history of how the Rockies were formed or something. And like words were coming out of my mouth and it was very performative, but I was like checked out.
1: Yeah. 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 So
2: that led me to the decision to find a job, to be full-time in Squamish, be around my community. And this year has been absolutely phenomenal, except, um, something that is happening recently is... I am actually seeing someone who's not a therapist. I've started seeing a guy. Um, It's been about six months, but just getting a bit more serious recently. And a lot of my therapists or a friend in the same situation had told me, there's some things you cannot deal with until you start meeting someone new and Mm -hmm. connecting with someone new. So, um, yeah, I've just been kind of grappling with how to let someone love me and take care of me and to trust them. And yeah. Yeah, we recently did a hiking trip. We went and did the Wanda Fuca Trail. And that was my first trip with a man since because a lot of the violence that occurred was on a trip that I took with my ex. Um, And yeah, just uh, some things that came up. I was like, I thought I was doing really good. Like, I was kind of amazed. Like, I thought it would take Mm -hmm. years to get to the mental state I'm in. And I attribute that to, yeah, therapy, community and yeah. Other, other things, cold dips have been phenomenal for my PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. That, yeah, was something that I'd say was probably most effective. Um, and, yeah, like on this trip with him, there was a few times that he he just looked at me. He's like, you're, you're safe, you're good. And I was like, okay, all right. Um, and, yeah, I just have to have really open communication. But, yeah, I'm lucky that he is, he's really great with that. Uh, But yeah, it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. So
0: what are your symptoms for the PTSD? Like what's going on in your mind in those moments?
2: I get my biggest thing is probably disassociation where like (laughs) my soul leaves my body. (laughs) Like my (laughs) physical body is there, but I'm not there.
0: Yeah, you just completely checked out. Yeah, yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, I had a flashback for the first time recently, um, Mm -hmm. which, yeah, hadn't happened in a while. I was having panic attacks last year, but probably went about eight, nine months. And I was like, Oh, I'm great. I am good to date again. Like everything's been so rosy for about six months. It's been really good. Like this year has been awesome. And then just starting to let someone new in, it started coming up again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But that's just something that it's going to be a work in progress for me long term. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I just don't think you can come out of a domestic violence relationship and have no, no repercussions. So it's just something that I have to continue to navigate and uh, continue to show up for myself and do those things that help like cold dipping, going to therapy, keeping my community close, mm-hmm. climbing, having a work-life balance. So yeah, I think like most people, it's just like, so- you never like finish therapy. It's yeah. never like I've completed. I didn't, my therapist <laughs> did break up with me what? back in <laughs> January. She was like, you've graduated, like a good thing. Uh, she was like, you've graduated. Mm. I think my work here is done. Like we you need to you see somebody else. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> I, I have nothing left to say to you. Like our last few sessions, it's just been scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like I think <clears> you're good. <throat> um, but yeah, things come up every now and again. You got to do those maintenance sessions. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. It's like
0: servicing a bike, you know. Every, every Pump every, those yeah. tires. Zach <laughs> gave us
2: a demonstration of how to pump tires earlier. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. And good on you for dealing with it and mm-hmm. continuing therapy. And seeing six different people, that's cool too because sometimes you've got to find the right one that works for you. And yeah. If, yeah. if you're out there and you're like, oh, I, I went to one session and it wasn't for me, maybe it just wasn't the right person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? that's something yeah. I'd
2: like to like reiterate to anyone that's listening who's tried therapy and didn't think it worked for them It's like, it takes a while to find that perfect match Mm. and to navigate it and finding resources. Like I remember one time I got therapy when I was in Australia and there was this amazing website where it was like match you with a therapist and you click a few boxes and it shows you therapists Mm. that suit that. I haven't actually found that in BC and admittedly I haven't looked for it (laughs) (laughs) in uh, about six months or so, but, um, yeah, like finding a social worker was really helpful and yeah, there's definitely help out there, but it, it can be really tough to navigate. But yeah, trying a few different people is, is always good. It mm-hmm. takes a while to find the right fit.
0: Nice. Good on yeah. you. And thanks for sharing. Really appreciate no it. Thank you guys
2: yeah. for making yeah. this space for people to talk openly.
0: Yeah, no worries. No worries. Yeah. yeah. No. Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Jude. No <laughs> worries. Jude, thank yeah. you. <laughs>